Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Crash Course Podcast. We are going to be covering uh, maybe perhaps the greatest golf course in the world today. It is often voted as the number one golf course in the world. Uh, It is Pine Valley Golf Club just outside of Philadelphia. And today we are going to be bringing in, I'm calling a resident expert uh, on the golf course. He has competed in the Crump Cup many times at Pine Valley, so he knows a lot of the ins and outs of this golf course. Mr. Dan Horner, you might know him from season one of Taurus Sauce, the guy hitting bombs everywhere. Uh, Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, you're hesitant to uh, to kind of take the claim as to uh, an expert on Pine Valley, but for the listeners that don't know what the Crumb Cup is, can you tell us what it is and uh, how long you've been playing in it? Yeah, it's the, uh, a mid-and invitational, I guess senior invitational too. So you got about, I think, 75, 80 mid-ands from around the country and even from Ireland and UK. And and then uh, same thing with seniors. I think you got about 30 seniors. And um, so, yeah, I've come together usually about the third week in September. And uh, you got 36 holes of mat- or medal play and then cut down to, to match play. And, uh, yeah, so you have 16 guys and I think three different flights. Uh, the goal would be to try to get in the top 16 to actually win the championship. Well, the golf, the golf course is one thing, uh, and we're going to cover a lot of that. What is it like to compete on that golf course, and what, what makes it uh, unique in that regard? Well, I think competing on it, I've, I've only played it once um, kind of casually. And, you know, when it's softer, it's it's a different golf course. And once you get there for the tournament, I mean, Rick has that place usually set up super firm and fast and i mean it's just it's a beast <laughs> i mean it's it, it's taking everything and just making it that much more difficult i mean you're taking the green complexes which you know for each hole they're they're fair size for what the hole is but you know their effective sizes gets a lot smaller and uh it's just an extremely difficult test of golf yeah for reference for this i uh, i was fortunate enough to play pine valley uh last fall for the first and only time i played it uh two rounds there um, one afternoon and then the next morning we got, uh, rained out of playing the, 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 the first round we didn't get to finish. We didn't finish the last two holes and I was kind of dead set on, I wanted, uh, at least our host kind of suggested that we do play the back tees there and I wanted to see what I would shoot there. And, uh, I was on my way to not breaking 80. Um, and, but we didn't get to finish the round. So next day comes back. I kind of wanted to, you know, play it from the further up tees just, but I didn't get to post a score the first day. So I went back to the back tees uh, a second time. And I really, really wish I would have played it up that second day. I did post a number. I think I got, I think I got around an 80, um, which is a par 70. I, I definitely, definitely can do better than that, I, I'm, I, I do believe. But I felt like I missed out on a lot of the golf course because I'm hacking out of a lot of those trees. Have you, have you played it from variable tees or are you always back tees there? Even when you've played it uh, casually, can you, can you note a difference? 
you know what? I mean, they moved the tees down around slightly for the tournament, but for the most part, I mean, you're, you're playing it back. So, um, yeah, it's it's the test. <laughs> well, I mean, some of those tees, I mean, it definitely makes a huge difference. I mean, if you're if you're playing the up tee on 18 compared to that back tee, um, it's you know it's asking you a different question from that tee ball because you know that back tee, there's nothing but driver. You know, I mean, it's a yeah, it's a different golf course, I think, from you know the called the members tees compared to the back tees. Well, what I was kind of blown away by is the the views from the back tees versus the member tees were so starkly different. It just it did not look like a golf course that was meant to be played from the back tees, right? It was like very clearly had been extended. And the fairways are wide, but for the dispersion that most players hit it at uh, from those back tees, they're not wide. I never felt – you get up there and it's like, oh, yeah, this is this is plenty wide. I see what everyone's talking about. I could sense that from like the, the regular tees, the member tees. But like at no point are, am I looking from any of those tee boxes – uh, I'm trying to think of maybe one or two holes that I feel was like, okay, I feel like I got room here. The rest of them, I feel like I can't even quite see the fairway. It just doesn't look like I should be playing from there. I imagine those that are good enough to compete in the crump don't necessarily think that way, but some of those tees are insane. Like the fourth tee, uh, you go across a road, like down and back across a hole, down a hill, uh, and it's 70 yards further back for you to hit further uphill. That was so incredibly intimidating to me. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's kind of what Pine Valley is. I mean, it's, when you're standing on those tees, I think the fairways are pretty wide, but they just don't, it's just intimidating. So, you know, they, they seem, you know, they seem smaller than they are. It makes you question, you know, kind of what you're doing. <laughs> it makes you question your golf swing, you know, and you can start hitting some more foul balls, um, where if you kind of took out some of those trees and you were able to see a little bit more, you'd probably feel a little freer, but, um, you know, that's kind of the beauty of that course. I mean, there is room. It's just, you know, it's just intimidating. So in your mind, well, one, do you think this is the greatest golf course in the world, at least among the courses you've played? Uh, and in your mind, why do many people consider it that way? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been pretty fortunate to play a lot of good golf courses. And, you know, from 1 to 18, I just, I don't think there's a better set of golf holes in the world. I mean, um you know, and I think it's the best just because of that. I mean, it's one through 18 is there's, there's literally every hole someone could say, that's my favorite hole. And you really couldn't argue with them. You know I mean? I think that's kind of truly what makes it great. It's, it's 18 great holes. It's, um, you know, I think, like I said earlier, I mean, like each green, the way the holes are set up, they, they're kind of designed properly. There's not like a long hole that has a tiny green, like 13, for example, you know, it's a long hole, but it's got a big sweeping green where you can kind of feed it in there. Everything kind of just makes sense and matches up. Um, you know, and the more you play it, the kind of you realize the little nuances of the course, um, you know, that truly make it special. Well, I, I have heard people, uh, the best game that people can play is not like, hey, what's your favorite hole at Pine Valley? It's what's your least favorite hole? Like trying to pick and I going through this exercise it, I, I think Z, uh, ZB asked me that. He's like, what was your least favorite hole? And I was like, man, I, I think, uh, I like, gosh, what is it? Maybe six? He's like, how can you not like six? Six is great. You know, you got to, you come over the ridge and, you know, you could decide how much you want to bite off and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hey, I didn't say I didn't like six. I was like, that's maybe my least favorite. It is, I, I, I describe it as this, as the greatest collection of golf holes I've probably ever seen. Yet at the same time, not the most fun golf course I've ever played. Is that fair? That's fair. I mean, it's 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 it wasn't designed 
you know, to be the most fun golf course. Right. You know, when George Crump, you know, built it, when, you know, the whole idea was to get, you know, the guys from Philly to play golf over the winter and, you know, develop champions. So, you know, that's what they, that's what they built. They built an extremely tough golf course. You know, I mean, to me, best golf course I've ever played. Um, most fun? Um, no, no. But it's, I mean, if I had one round of golf left in my life, that's probably where I'm going. Hmm. Yeah. I, 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 I can't imagine what this course was like to play with minimal technology. Because <laughs> some, like the eight, the shot into 18, the fifth hole par three that goes like uphill and it's like 235 yards. Uh, that shot, that hole is extremely, extremely difficult. I think, what's the, what's the lowest you've ever shot out there? Um, 70. So, yeah. And that's, that's kind of a, a little story for me personally, but it was, you know, playing, I think it was the second round of the crump, and I think I shot 73 or, I think 73 the first round. So I was in pretty good shape to make top 16, and, and I was two under going into seven, and I started on the back. You know, and then it's just Pine Valley. You know, I hit it left off the tee on seven. You know, I lay it up short of half acre, make bogey, okay. But then, you know, I'm still in good shape to make top 15. And then, you know, eight, I hit it down there, you know, got a little hanging lie in the fairway, but I'm in good shape. And, I, and the pin's back right. And if you remember that green, how tiny it is, mm. the slope on it, I push a, you know, a sand wedge just right of the hole, kick down in that bunker. And now all of a sudden, I'm getting the flashbacks of all my buddies that have made eight, nine, you know, on a 320-yard hole. <laughs> it's really like a four-iron lob wedge. You know, because you could literally go from bunker to bunker to bunker. Um, but I hit, like, an, a really good bunker shot, you know, two-putter for bogey. But, you know, I was literally, like, the top 16 flash before my eyes. I'm like, I'm done. I'm like, I, if I don't hit this shot perfect, you know, I could make a triple in a heartbeat. And that's really kind of – that's the one thing that Pine Valley that never fails is if you're in a spot where you think you can hit a shot and you try to pull it off, 90% of the time you're going to make a double or triple. It just – it never, it never, never fails. It's uh, and that's and that's kind of you know the beauty of that place too. It's like to me, if I hit it in the trees, I know enough now. It's like hit the reset button, chip it out, and try to make bogey. You know, if you make bogey, that's a good score, and you and you move on. Yeah, that was that was the hard part too. Is like that the demand of the tee shot is not like hey, if you miss this tee shot, you're gonna lose your ball, or if you miss it, like you're gonna have a really tough approach into the green. It's like no, dude, you have to just pitch this sideways like that. And so like this, the the par fives at Pine Valley. There's two of them, which are the fifteenth and the seventh. Um, Correct. The tr- the only maybe the only true par fives I've ever played in my life. Like they are just absolutely three shot holes. You can't. I think Brandon Matthews has been on number seven and two, and I've not That's heard insane. of. Say that again. That's insane. I, don't, I mean, yeah, I've never heard anyone knocking it on there. But that's I mean, because the second shot full carry to get it on the green. Well, the, the, probably about yeah. yards. You got to hit a great drive on seven to just to get over Hell's Half Acre, which I didn't like. I've never had to think about, you know, setting myself up for a layup, you know, like hit, hit a great drive so you can lay up in the right spot is something I've never, ever thought of. And that, that I don't know how, do you know how wide Hell's Half Acre is? I mean, it's like over a hundred yards, right? Um, I mean, it's probably border. Yeah, it's probably about that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's probably about a hundred yards. But it's, that's the beauty of that hole. I mean, so really what it asks you off that tee ball is can you hit it straight? You know, I mean, that you have to hit it straight off that off that tee. And even if you hit it on the right side of that fairway, there's kind of a tree that overhangs just slightly where it makes you kind of cut it. 
you know, and then if you don't cut it, you know, then you're in the left trees and then you're chipping out over there. Or if you even hit it in the fairway, you have to hit the right club, you know, to lay up. Because if you want to get aggressive and hit three wood, you better hit it down that left side because if you push it a little bit right, you're going to be blocked out by the trees. <laughs> so those are, I mean, they do that on a few of the holes out there, like 13s that way, 11s that way. You know, kind of ask you those questions like, do you, you want a wedge? Because I'll give it to you, but you better hit it down over here. If not, you're going to be blocked out. Mm-hmm. And then you end up trying to, then you're slightly blocked out and you're trying to hit a shot that you don't normally hit. And then that's when you end up <laughs> in those really bad spots where, it's asking you even more difficult questions. Yeah. Do you have a, a favorite hole or a hole that you think about the most? Or it's, it's always hard answering that question for somebody that does like competition on a course. Cause it usually ends up being the, the holes you play the best, but do you, what do you think is the best or the best representation of what Pine Valley is? What hole would you think of? Honestly, I mean, it's hard to say one, one hole. It's really hard. Uh, it's really hard. I mean, I think 13, 13 is just amazing, um, but but honestly, they all are. I mean, I can't yeah. think of one hole that really sticks out. That's you know because they're just different. But I, I would say I'm probably 13. 13 is the one. I mean, you really got to hit a great tee ball. You kind of push it out to the right. There's a chance you could be a little blocked out by the trees and have to cut it around there. If you try to, if you're a little downwind, you hit driver. You could potentially hit it through the fairway, and then you got to hit down the left side. You know, if you really want to get a good view of the green, and then. Um, you know, you got to hit a great second shot, and depending on where that pin is, you know, if it's on that left front left, are you going to try to get after it? Can you get it on that just the right edge of the green and feed it in there? If it's in the back, are you willing to push it back there and bring the back bunkers into play? It's, it's just a, it's just a beautiful, great golf hole. Yeah, that one's my favorite. That's the one that stuck out, sticks out to me the most. Uh, is just that second shot into thirteen is one of my favorite shots I think I've ever hit in golf. Um, do you have a least so favorite I can, hole? I, I can. I can I can argue everyone though that they're. Crazy. I know. Um, you know, I, again, they're all great, but I would say the toughest for me that feels just a little, a little too much is probably fourteen. Yes. Um, they added a tee box maybe ten years ago or so. That's um, just it plays. I think that hole is better at about one eighty, and not back at two twenty five. Because you get back there, if people aren't familiar with it. They've probably seen pictures, but it's kind of the island green with the water in front. And the wind just swirls. So it swirls around those trees, and, and you can't really feel it from the tee box. But once your ball kind of gets up over the water, it just gets exposed, and, you know, it just gets beat up. And you've got to hit such a great tee ball, but it just feels like it's a little much from, you know, that 220 range. Yeah, and, 200 for that matter. Yeah, that, that one, it feels it, – that's the most impossible anything felt. You know, most of the holes are – there's at least – routes to it again you're going to find your ball hitting that shot though like downhill five irons not being able to know what the wind was um trying to cover this big pond and that one was just kind of like yeah i don't know i don't know what i would do there i don't know if i could hit that shot i was probably playing tees i had no business playing um which i which i again if i if i ever do get a chance to go back i want to play the members tees because like i said i just think those it just looks like the holes fit um as far as you a lot of people were like, hey, you need a good 240, 250 shot before you go there. Like, that's what you're going to need off the tee. And I realized very quickly they were talking about from the member tees because from the back tees, it is, you are not hitting any of those clubs. And I would like to go through that exercise and try to – I feel I would feel way more in play than I did. I kind of felt in over my head. Um, but it, the, the, I think the third hole is one that, I, oh, that really resonated with me, another par three that is surrounded by bunkers, but the green is just huge. The scale of that hole – 
is what I think of when I think of Pine Valley and how great that it's kind of like a Redan slope a right to left slope on the green that you need to use to get close to any left hole locations. And that hole just felt like the best balance between challenge intrigue and feeling like it was actually a very possible shot. Yeah. I mean, three's yeah, three is awesome. And it's, and it's depending where the pins at. we, it seems like for the tournament, we rarely play it up front, you know, up front kind of almost like an ace pin, you know, cause you can throw it out to the right. It comes back down. It feeds, it naturally just feeds back to that, that left side of the green. And, um, you know, there's, you know, I think when, I think we've only probably played it there a few times, but once you put the pin kind of up in the middle, those back tiers, it's, just, it's just very, very difficult because there's almost no way of getting it close. I mean, you're trying to get it up on that top tier somewhere just to have a putt at it. And even if you're just below it putting back up, you're kind of happy just to have that opportunity to two putt and, and get a three and get out of there. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What What do you know about, and again, your experience there has been different than mine as far as you know going as a, as a guest uh, versus playing in a tournament, but... What what about the club can you tell us? Because I was kind of taken aback by the whole atmosphere and how welcoming it was, how smooth it was, how hospitable everything was. I don't know why I felt like I was going to be walking on eggshells, but it was the complete opposite vibe. Do you get that feeling when you're there? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, the first year I went there, you're obviously eggshells is perfect work. You're just not sure. You just don't want to do anything dumb. But, you know, kind of you get to know the guys. I mean, David, Charlie, you know, the pros there, I mean, Todd, the caddy master, then you got Sly, the bartender. I mean, you got, you got all the guys and they're just great guys. Like, you know, just feel very welcome. Um, you know, it's a good hang. They're just, uh, you know, very hospitable, but just, they're just good guys. Like, I mean, guys you'd want to go play golf with and just, uh, have a beer with. Yeah. And I think it, you know, when it was explained to me that the course and the club were for golfers, uh, that I've never even thought of that term golfers really. And that I, I've always said, like, I've always thought anyone that plays golf is a golfer, but this place was like, no, 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 you have to be like a player. Like if you want to be, um, you don't like, if you are, I don't want to say there's a handicap requirement, but I don't think if you're like a 15 handicapper that just wants to use the club to do business on, I don't think you're getting in. Like, I don't think that's how it works. It's, it's kind of like you have to be a certain level player or at some point you have to have dedicated yourself to the game, to practice the game, to be like kind of on the radar to be a member. Is that how you understand it? Um, I would say that's accurate, but I think the biggest part, I mean, in Seminole would kind of fall in this realm too, and there's other clubs, but it's it's more your golf acumen, you know, or your golf IQ. Yeah. You know, the guys that kind of get it. And, and uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of great players at PV, um, but, you know, I think that's probably the, the biggest part. You know, the guys that kind of get the game, get the tradition, the spirit of the game, um, you know, those are the guys that are members there. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple other holes I wanted to talk to you about. I'm wondering if can you uh, can you set the scene for us on what the second hole is like. I don't think I've ever seen a golf hole, uh, and there's a lot of these at Pine Valley. Of like, I don't I don't know if there's any one golf hole I can compare blah 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 hole to. The second one is one of them. Can you describe that one for us? Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's 
pretty much a straightaway par four to an elevated green. I mean, that's a very simple version of it, but what you got is um, death bunkers on the right and left in a fairway that ends probably, I don't know, 290 from the tee. Um, so really on that hole, I mean, you you have the option of, you know, you want to hit driver down there? Do you want to hit three wood? Do you just want to hit iron to get in and play? I mean, I've gotten to 20, so at least hit three wood. Now I just kind of, I put a driving iron in play this last year just to, you know, just hit that low kind of stinger and just get it in play. For me, it's just, if you can get it in the fairway, you're going to have some sort of wedge, nine iron in at the most. Um, you know, and, and that green is just hard. I mean, it's, they're all pretty much par holes. So if you can just get it in play, try to get the ball in a decent spot on that green and, and you know, just try to two putt. Um, you know, that's kind of what I'm trying to do on that hole. Yeah, I remember you. Uh, so I played it a couple couple weeks before the crump, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, they got man, second green's really going." And you were like, "Oh, you haven't <laughs> you haven't seen that that green actually get going." But um, what? Uh, there's one more hole I wanted to at least one more hole I want to discuss. Uh, another kind of famous one there is number ten, short par three. I wondered if you could uh, describe that one, and uh, I want I was curious for the crump if they put a pin somewhat near the devil's asshole bunker, and have you been in it in competition? Yes, I mean, to answer the last part of your question, I, I have not been in it, luckily. Um, so what they typically do, that, that pin location doesn't get used until probably about Sunday or Saturday once we start in the match play. Because, you know, the, pro- the problem is when you're doing metal play, um, and they think you're trying to avoid some of those, you know, time sucks, if you will. I mean, because if you get in there, it's, right. you know, you, you got, you've got some decisions to make. Um, I've messed around in that bunker. The only way I was able to get it out, even when I had a 64 degree, was to hit a hybrid against the wall and kind of run it up. Um, <laughs> it's just kind of a, kind of an interesting play because, you know, you, you can stand in there and the flat part of that bunker is really not much bigger than your stance. So even just trying to get it straight up to get out of there, I mean, you're lucky to just maybe get it on the green if you can even get it out. But, yeah, the, the face of that was so firm that you could actually hit hybrid. That's what the caddy was saying. Like, you just got to hit a hybrid, run it up the face, and it kind of just spins out. Um, but anyway, yeah, they, they typically only use that for, you know, the match play portion. Um, that green is pretty severe once you get the pins in the back. You know, anything up front is really not that bad because you kind of have a backstop to use. But if you get that top left pin, the back right pin, um, it's it's just a tough shot. I mean, you're really just trying to get it in the middle of the green and trying to putt to those locations. Because if you try to take, I've seen guys go over that green into those back bunkers and, and you just literally have nothing. I mean, you're in a tiny bunker with trees in your backswing to an elevated green that's running away from you. So, good is, luck. Is there <laughs> any any comparison? Anything you've seen? I'm trying to even think of how I would describe this. Uh, anything you've seen anywhere else? that will help you compare slash contrast slash describe Pine Valley. Because for me, it's like if you took the most grand and most the biggest scaled hole on the best golf course you've ever seen and took that and replicated it like 18 times, that's what it feels like. But there's not one golf course, not even one in the same ballpark that you can describe Pine Valley. And I remember Bacon, Shane Bacon described that as I was like, dude, I, I can't like tell you about it because you have to like – see it and experience it and just to know it's like the best collection of 18 holes that doesn't compare to anything else. But I don't know how else to describe it other than that. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I mean, I, it's, it's hard to describe too, because people are like, well, it's so hard. What's fun about hard. And it's like, well, it's supposed to be a challenge and the, the golf course is fair, but it's very difficult. So, you know, and it's, and it's, 
that's the way it was designed. That's what it was supposed to be. And, and the spots you can get in when you get in trouble, especially in your second shots, are like something that you've never seen before. I mean, you're going you're gonna to have shots that you're just like, okay, I don't even know how to stand here. Like, I don't even know how to get this on the green. Um, but somehow it works there. You know, it's just, you just know what that is and you kind of expect it. And um, I don't know. I think that's the beauty of the place. I think, you know, the first time I played it, so the first time I played the Crump, um, I played pretty well, made the top 16. And my buddy, I remember him, Austin, and he goes, you just don't know where the bodies are buried. And I <laughs> yes. think, like, it didn't really, it, did, it didn't really make sense. I'm like, huh. And then the more you play it, so, you know, you're playing with two other guys. The more you play it, you see bad shots. Mm-hmm. And you see where they end up. And you see the shots that they're, like, that, you, you know, you just can't really hit out of or you're trying to pull off. And you're going, holy shit, like, I don't really want to be there. So now, so now that's, that's, like, the other thing. The more you play it, the more you just have this, like, scar tissue, even if it's not your own, but you've seen it. So that's, like, the other challenge that place. The more you see the problem, you're going, wow, like, I really can't hit that shot. Like, I can't go long. So, like, 15, for example, the par 5. I mean, there's about 18, you know, yards of false front on that green. But if you go long, you're absolutely dead. So now you're trying to hit a shot where, you know, I got to get it on the green. But if it, if I kind of thin it a little bit or don't quite compress it, it's probably going to go over the back of the green. And now what? Hmm. You know, I got to chip it out to the corner of the green and try to two-putt, you know, just for six. You know, and, and then that's like a good six. Yeah, you know, but that's 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 kind of the beauty of that place, and I can go through every hole and and you know tell you all the the nuances, but that's that's definitely the the beauty of that place, and it's hard to tie that back to any other course I've ever played. That's so well said because I feel the exact same about Pinehurst number two. Uh, first two times I played it, I threatened shoot breaking par on it and thought I was the greatest golfer in the world, and then it took one round where my game was kind of off to get totally exposed and then be like, oh, oh my God, I just didn't, I didn't have the fear in me yet. And now that I do, I struggle on that course every time I play it. Now it's just like it, 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 you can't help but think of some of these death spots that you're talking about. And I can't imagine like a harder, not just necessarily a harder course, but like a more challenging course to grind 36 holes of metal play on than Pine Valley. Yeah. And that's, you know, I was talking to a buddy the other day that plays it too. And it's funny, we were kind of just talking about it and and, uh, you know, like the relief after playing 36 holes there, because you're like, okay, God, I can go to match play now. Because now it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you can play it a little differently. You can play it maybe a little more aggressively if you choose to. But, like, if you hit it, if you hit it in those death bunkers, you're like, okay, like I can essentially pick up if I don't pull the shot off. Right. Because in metal play, you're like I said on eight. Like my experience, I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm thinking, again, I'm like guys like Randy Haig and like Austin, like those guys, great, great players, and they've struggled so hard with that hole. It's like, really on paper 320 you know you got a, a lob wedge in but if you miss that green you know like anything can happen and it's like those things pop in your head and it's like man like this is this could get really bad but at least in match play you can try to pull the shot off you don't you pick it up mm-hmm. and go the next goal yeah that is that would make a huge huge difference um anything in your mind that's important to uh the pine valley experience maybe for uh somebody that has never seen it has never seen a picture um anything that you would any stories you have that uh, before we wrap this, or anything that kind of that we haven't already said that you think really describes the experience and what this what this place is like? You know, I mean, if someone's fortunate to go to go play there, um, I, you know, obviously, I, I think you you do what you did if you can play two rounds because the first round is going to kind of overwhelm you. Like I remember my first time in that property, just pulling across. You know, you come through the gate, 
Um, and then you cut across 18th fairway and you, you look up to your left and you just see the scale of that fairway and you're just like, holy shit. And then you look into the right and you see the green, you know, and then you make the right towards the clubhouse and you see five and you're just like, then you see four green and it's just, wow, it's like, it kind of blows you away. So I think the whole first round is kind of like that. You're just, it's just eye candy. You're just kind of taking in everything and just the whole experience. So if you can get that second round there, um, you know, that that's also you know, it, it gives you just a little more time to kind of take in the nuances, like I said. Um, you know, and, I, and I've been there so many times, but I'll, I, I always say all week, even if I miss the cut or I lose my match, I'll walk around that course and just look at everything, you know, and walk in the trees and see the bunkers in the trees. Um, so if you are lucky enough to go play there, you know, take the time to go look at all that stuff. Go play the par three course. It's great. Oh God. Yeah. Um, you know, we we got to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy the hang. Cause it really is. It's just like, you know, it's like they say, like you get on property, you get on campus, you don't leave campus and you don't need to like everything they do there. It's just like a golf heaven, you know, and like whatever it is, 600 acres, um, you know, for someone that they can't get out there to play it, which is probably most, you know, go to the crump, you know, go to the Sunday of the crump. If you're remotely in the area, um, it's so worth it. I mean, I, I, I've been able to play a couple Sunday afternoons at the Crump, and it's just the coolest experience because you got, especially if there's not an Eagles game, because if there's an Eagles game, the Philly people just don't leave their houses. But, um, you know, you can get a few thousand people out there, you know, surrounding those holes, watching the matches. Um, you know, and even if they're not watching the matches, just go out and check the golf course out. Right. Go walk it. I mean, they let you kind of tour the property, see all the, the you know, just what makes that place great. And then watch guys play. I mean, these guys can play some golf. I mean, you know, watching uh michael muir and scott harvey in the finals this year i mean those boys were playing some golf <laughs> yeah so it's kind of uh you know and the other thing is too is we're also still amateurs i mean those guys were playing very high level golf but there's you know we're still making mistakes you know i mean so it's kind of fun to watch that um you know still some amateurism in there but those guys are playing some high quality golf on a, a course that's just set up in, incredibly well yeah you just you reminded me of three different things there one like as you said i think that the course is actually open for you to be able to walk and watch high-quality golf at. So if you're anywhere in the area, it's worth driving several hours to get to do. If you if you believe you'll never go play it, it's it's not a course that – I mean, of course, you'll go there and walk it and be like, gosh, I want to play it. But it's not I, – I, I think Pebble is like if you go there, walk it, and you will get like an uncontrollable urge to play it. I think Pine Valley, you just walk it and appreciate the beauty, and it's so challenging that it's not like you're going to get an uncontrollable urge – to play it. You know what I mean? Like you get a lot of the experience just from walking the course, like you said. Yeah. And that's fair. I mean, if, if, uh, yeah, I mean, if you know the course or don't either way, I think you'd be, uh, it, it's, it's a day well spent. Yeah. couple, you mentioned there the par three course. Um, I've never seen anything like this. Um, it's kind of honestly in my head, so to, to describe it, if you haven't, uh, if you're not familiar with it, it is a re somewhat recent addition by uh, Tom Fazio, in that it is designed to replicate the either the par threes on the course or the second shots into uh, the par fours and fives on on the actual big boy golf course, and they I believe they claim that they never moved dirt to do this, and I don't understand how because. They are the most unbelievable replications of of the actual approach shots that honestly, in my mind, I'm struggling the difference between the actual approach into 13 and the one on the par three course because they look identical. Yeah, I mean, it's, it really is amazing. So I think out of the 10 holes they have back there, eight of them are 
two are originals and eight are, like you said, replicas of, you know, the Pro Chucks and the Par 4s, the Par 3s. And then they have one that's kind of a replica of 15, which plays about 300 and something yards. Or 15, did I say 15? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, and that's one of the cool spots. So usually, you know, that's kind of the tradition at the Crumb, too. So after Friday, you know, Friday's round, whoever's in your wave, you know, morning or afternoon, um, when you finish up, you, you kind of go out and, you know, get like 20 guys and get a little skins game going. And, and it's just a blast. I mean, it's just, it's so fun, you know, get a cocktail in hand and get a bunch of guys out there and uh, do some gambling. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That does sound fun. And the last thing I'm going to touch on again was just the overall guest experience. I got to stay in the clubhouse, uh, which there are like dormitories on site and other places to stay on site. I'm not sure what, what you uh, typically do during the crump, but um, I was kind of, you know, told to bring a suit and a uh, tie, like a coat and tie. Like that's what you do for dinner. I was kind of like, ah, that's kind of, eh, whatever. We'll see what this is all about. I actually loved it. I soaked it up. You can make the C-suite jokes all you want, but it was really a cool vibe to see all the members there with their member jackets on. So, uh, didn't really understand the, the purpose of that other than a lot of the members, you know, you, members don't often play with other members there. You are supposed to bring three guests and people kind of go from table to table and say hello to other members and introduce themselves. If you don't know the other member, you know, you stick out to each other by but wearing the logo that doesn't say Pine Valley on it and you go and say hello. And it just promotes this overall friendly environment. And we, we hung with several other members there just talking, telling stories, having drinks in the clubhouse, had, of course, the snapper, uh, the turtle soup there, and had just an unbelievably awesome meal, a great hang TV room and a, like a library almost for people watching football and having a drink after dinner. And it just had all of the vibes that, you know, I, like I've, I've heard about Augusta, like the experience there, and it's not, it's the complete opposite of this. It is the true guys get away hang. And I was so impressed by that. I just don't know where I got the stuffy vibe from Pine Valley in the past because that was not at all what the experience I had. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the golf club, you know, and the guys, you know, you quote unquote get it, but that's really what it is. And that's kind of the, to me, the beauty of golf, you know, the beauty of a national membership like that, you know, there's guys that come from all over and, um, you know, just good guys, you know, they hang out, you get to meet people from all over the country. And that's what's honestly what's my favorite part about the Crump Cup besides, you know, being originally from New Jersey, going back home to see family and playing Pine Valley, but it's the guys. I mean, there's, you know, we got 80 mid-ams and 30 seniors from all around the country. And, um, you know, just like these are some of my best friends, like in guys that, um, you know, stay in contact with and still play golf with. And it's just a week you look forward to. And, you know, any club that kind of embraces, you know, guests and people like that, it's, it's uh, that's, to me, that's what makes the game great. Amen. Awesome. Well, Dan, thank you very much for uh, shining some light on uh, Pine Valley and the great stories. And uh, I'll think about that next time, not knowing where the bodies are buried. That's a great, great, uh, <laughs> a great line that'll stick with me. So thanks again, bud. Okay, take care, man. See you. See you.